Albert Einstein famously said that the most important question that we can ask ourselves is that do we live in a hostile world or do we live in a great giving and good world? So which one is it? Which one do you believe that we live in? A very hostile world or a great and giving world? Today on the dojo, we're gonna explore this question. Welcome to the dojo. So why would I throw this question out there other than Albert Einstein perhaps being one of the greatest minds uh, to to exist in humanity and given us so much? You know, I think about perhaps the place that he was coming from when he proposed this question. Um, Of course, uh, many, many know that from his background and, and during the time that he was doing a lot of this work occurred during World War One and uh, went into World War II and imagining what life must have been like for him who is uh, working very hard as a patent clerk, but then also um, really going in into the areas of science and his manner in which he uh, really thought about science and doing these, you know, he's very well known for the thought experiments that he did that allowed him to come up with uh, the amazing theories and equations that he did and to solve very complex problems. So having, you know, living in a, in a world uh, in turmoil and in chaos, which one might say could be very, very a, a horrible and hard place to live, while at the same time, he's able to live in a world that's allowing him to maximize his cognitive capabilities, which I imagine would be a very good and great world that he was also living in. I I imagine he was straddling these two worlds and perhaps that's where he came up with this quote as far as being the most important choice that we make is which world is it? And what does that mean to me as I examine this question as well? Because, you know, working here at a Center for Independent Living and in the other service organizations that I worked in before and in my own personal life, I can point readily to situations that could be described as horrible. In my own life, you know, I've experienced divorce. I've experienced uh, people that I love um, dying, whether it's from disease, whether it's from suicide, and and even homicide or accidental deaths. Um, Horrible, hard situations you know, disability, very challenging. And uh, at times have felt just unfair. Why God me? And could see life very easily from from a lens of uh, this being a very hard and cruel world that just doesn't make any sense. I think about a dear friend of mine, Abhijah. I met him uh, when I was working to help people with cognitive and intellectual disabilities become more physically fit. We had this great program when I was at the University of Florida where uh, we would bring students who had cognitive and intellectual disabilities to campus 
provide them with really great structured activities that got them more fit and did so many wonderful things for them. And Abhijah was a, a teacher at the schools that helped to, to transport the, the students over here. And he just has such a big heart, a caring person, really got into the lives of these kids. He went on to also start a nonprofit that was uh, helping uh, this same population of kids after they graduate high school, uh, stay connected to the community, gave them structured experiences to have because they're at a school now and they're still looking for that connection and purpose and providing all these wonderful experiences for them. And a few years ago, he was uh, with his four sons helping a neighbor. Of course, he's always serving. This guy's always serving, always in a good mood. And, uh, you know, cut down a tree for them. And, and, you know, the tree ends up falling on him and killing him in front of his own kids. Horrible, horrible situation. This person, this champion, you know, of, of people with disabilities, this wonderful father of four, you know, and then now his beautiful wife widowed. Um, from that lens, I can say horrible world when, when answering this question. I think about the people that we serve here and, and hearing about some of the situations that they're living in. You know, we're, we're working to, to help, you know, mothers with disabilities who are leaving a domestic violence shelter, who don't have another home to go into, who ultimately are uh, having to live in a car with their kids. Um, and we're working to find housing vouchers for them to get them in, into a home and out of that car. Um, there are so many situations where I could go into a lot of detail of people that we're working to serve. And when I hear those situations, I could readily answer that question of, we do live in a hard, horrible, cruel world. Um, just turn on the news and we're, we're fed wars um, mass shootings, um, accidents, d uh, natural disasters, where people's lives are just torn apart. Um, I, I'm coaching a uh, little league uh, football team right now. My sons are, are playing flag football. And I'm an assistant coach, and the head coach is somebody who works here for the city of Gainesville um, as a grief counselor. And yesterday in practice, he was talking to me about some of the work that he does. And right now he's providing grief counseling for people where um, this very young man was uh, murdered, executed, shot 10 times, execution style, with this family who their son was a very well-known and loved football player for a local high school, went to bed and died in his sleep. A three-year-old uh, was killed recently and murdered. And he's telling me this yesterday in practice, you know, some of the situations that he does his work in. He's also a, a minister, a pastor, has a great deal of faith. From those stories and those perspectives, I can definitely answer that question that we live in a very cruel and horrible world. And so the other side of this is that when I think about my own life, the 
the divorce that I went through led me to now having a much different looking life than I did and in so many ways a better life. All that suffering and all that you know, dark place that I was in my own life at that time through the divorce, um, it's a beautiful life now that I, I wouldn't have the three sons that I have right now. I wouldn't be a director or occupying a position of a director um, and able to, to be in a situation where I can help people. Those people that I talked about that, um, that I know that passed away, whether it was suicide, homicide, accidental, uh, or natural causes. You know, my two-year anniversary of uh, my father-in-law passing away uh, from an accidental death. Um, very fresh. I can say that you know, when I think about each of the individuals um, that have passed away that I love very much in, in, in my life, I can think about the amazing qualities that each of them, the unique qualities that each of them gave in, to me and those virtues that I learned for them. So I meant, just mentioned my father-in-law, and he, he showed me what simplicity and humility is all about. And he did this through, you know, just, you know, he, he checked every box in terms of uh, what, what, what uh, society would say is successful, you know, in terms of being well-educated, having a good job, material financial wealth. I, you would never know that about him. He never talked about those things, bragged about those things, couldn't see it from the, the, the things that he wore um, or the way that he conducted his life. He was just very present, kind, caring, an involved and informed citizen locally, loved his grandchildren, loved his children, loved his wife, didn't need to do a whole lot to, to, to make him happy. So he showed me like simplicity and humility. And then I think about as much as I miss him and it makes me sad and I can see it being a cruel world. It wasn't fair that he got taken so early. Man, if I can live those virtues of simplicity and humility, um, it brings me closer to him and it allows me to live a better life. So life is good. Life is wonderful. And then there's you know, a good handful of people uh, who have passed that have you know, brought a lot of sorrow into my life where I did see the world as being a very dark place. You know, Abijah, his level of service and kindness that he showed the, those students with disabilities, those students were, would not have received the love that they received if it was not for him. You know, I can look at that and think about how, what can I do to be of more service, to be kind, uh, to embrace those virtues and, and values that Abijah shows, showed me, how, you know, he was helping his neighbor, how he was an incredible and involved father, wonderful husband, you know, those virtues um, are, are something that resonates and the enthusiasm to live those virtues is, is more palpable to me now. Although it was very sorrowful hearing about his death, it's like I'm now more inspired to, to be more like Abhijah in my day-to-day -day lives because I got to know this person and, and, and to honor him it would be to, to, to do more in terms of kindness and service and being a good father, being a good husband because he showed me that path so for me as, as horrible and dark and, and, and terrible as the world might be um you know from 
the passage of people that I love very much, it also can be very wonderful because they gave me the greatest gift of all, virtues. And learning those virtues from them, not in a textbook, but seeing those virtues lived. And now I can put that into practice in, the, in my life. And, and in this day, the only day that I'm given. And, and so that inspires me. And, and thus, yes, the world is good. The world is, has these things. Um, the coach who's a grief counselor for like people that are experiencing some of the darkest, terrible, you know, things to go through in humanity. Here he is going from providing grief to, you know, parents of a, you know, a child who was murdered, um, to, to a child who did not, uh, wake up, you know, from their sleep, who was in perfect health as they thought. To then go from that situation to coaching a flag football team where he shows up and he's so animated, so full of life and energy, funny, engaging, listening to the kids, helping them improve their health, showing them that they're seen and loved and working on team building teaching responsibility and engaging with these kids who are just absorbing it all and so open and sponging up all that wonderful side that this coach has to offer. Seeing this man straddle that question that Einstein brings. Going from the horrible, hard, dark side to this wonderful, blossoming, fruitful, joyous side of life. Yeah, just amazed seeing that grace, grace in action. And so I think about that question, and Einstein posed it as a either or. And on one hand, I can see that because I, I know for myself that I'm kind of either plugged into one or the other, at a time. I'm not yet capable of really kind of holding both of that in the same space at the same time and for it all to make sense. But I think that's the answer. It's both. It can be both terrible and cruel and hard and dark. And it can be also so wondrous, full of renewal and redemption and rejuvenation and transformation or I don't know it's an and to me I don't think it's the or I think it's and both it doesn't have to be a binary answer I think I think it's both and and for me I seek to be able to figure out a way that I can hold both in the same space at the same time the incredibly difficult maybe sometimes even evil dark side of this human existence juxtaposed with the love, the gratitude, the harmony, the giving service that people show to one another of humanity. It's an and both, I think. That's how it answers the question. It's not an either or, it's and both. And for the longest time, 
you know, I, I think I was focused on one or the other and uh, not necessarily holding enough space for the other side. I, I seek to, to really figure out the balance between the two because I want to, I want to be able to, you know, fully be able to embrace life kind of the way that Stephen Colbert seems to. Stephen Colbert, the famous comedian, uh, when he was, I believe, around the age of 10, lost both his father and two brothers in a plane crash. And when interviewed by Anderson Cooper on CNN about that ex- episode, you know, he came to appreciate that life experience, not resenting it, not hating it, um, not w- wishing it away because it won't be wished away, but coming to accept it. And almost like a morafate, you know, kind of loving the fate that that had to bring into his life. Um, because in order to love life, you got uh, he he said he he had to love everything about his life, the whole experience, not just picking and choosing what part of life to love, but the whole enchilada. It was a very deep answer, you know, to the question of that experience and how he emerged out of that life experience grateful and still able to 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 have an optimistic and positive view about life and i kind of feel like that's the answer i'm searching for in this question that that einstein presents because for me i'm i'm going to be experiencing each of those sides and all the depth and 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 wonder uh that they each have to bring and and i want to i want to be able to to serve people, whether it's a, as a son, whether it's as a brother, whether it's as an uncle, whether it's as a friend, whether it's uh, at work, whether it's a person just of service. It, just the inherent definition of serving people, tacitly at least, suggests that there's people in need and that those people are in need because of the hard, horrible, dark, suffering aspects of the human condition. And I want to be able to, to maximize my capability to, to help others and to bring the good where there might be bad. And so I, I seek to be able to equilibrate that question of whether or not we live in a very you know, horrible world or do we live in a good and just world. I think it's and both. And I'm, I'm seeking to do better in holding space for to be able to answer that as the, it's an and both, not an either or. Because I think if I can do that, um, I will have more, more peace to be able to bring, not just to myself internally, but to my family, to my friends, to my community, and to those that I truly serve. So I think it's an important question for all of us to ask and uh, everybody to come up with their own answers. But I thought it important to share with you my thought process on this very, very important high-level question that Einstein brought to humanity. One that I, I hope resonates with you, this question, and one that I hope gives you answers that can allow you to live a life that is onward and upward. Thanks for listening to the Independent Life Podcast brought to you by the Center for Independent Living of North Central Florida. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe. 
And if you know anyone who might benefit from listening, share this podcast and invite them to subscribe too. For questions, suggestions, or if you have a story you'd like to share, please email us at cilncf.org at gmail.com or call us at 352-378-7474. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, support, advocate, and empower each other to live the independent life. 